Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time. Time for Silver and Black today. To the ground game. Touchdown, Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your hosts, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Raider Nation, it is time for Silver and Black today. An Odyssey original podcast. I am Scott Branson. Welcome back to the show. Joining me, as always, is my broadcast partner. He is uh, a senior NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. He is also Raiders columnist at SportsNot.com. Here we are. Camp is fully underway, Mo. I'm, I'm fired up today to get talking to the people out there. I'm back in my studio. I have my, my comfort zone back here. Uh, but we are excited. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to get to it. But it feels a little like football season, doesn't it? Yeah, we're we're coming up on the first preseason game. As you all know, the Rays are in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, it's also that time of year where I start stirring up things on Twitter. So if you've been on Twitter <laughs> over the past few days, you saw what's going on in my account. There's just a lot of different things going on, but we'll get into that. No doubt about it. And so, Mo, let's run down what we're going to talk about on the show. I like to give people that so they can get ready and get geared up. Uh, first, of course, news from camp. We're going to go into the Derek Carr SmackDown he kind of put a reporter, so to speak, from his point of view in his place. We'll talk about that a little bit. We have sound on that. And I'm just struck by it. And we're going to get into it because I'm amazed. Raider fans, a lot of Raider fans that don't like Derek Carr call him soft. Then when he comes out and he's forceful 
whether you think it's right or not, people then say, well, why is he being so harsh? So we'll get into the the duality of that. We're also going to hear from Patrick Graham, like what he had to say about his defensive scheme and how one journalist asked him about the complexity, if that was going to create issues. Then we'll talk and hear from Chandler Jones on playing with the Raiders. Love this guy's attitude, what he's doing. Also, the early buzz we're hearing from camp. Then Mo talked about it. He started some fires on Twitter, the firestorm. He started this week has to do with the Raider way. Is it changing? Is the Raider brand and the team and the kind of mood no longer rebellious and the outcast? We're going to talk about that. Mo will explain what he meant. We're also going to get in the final segment of today's show to the quarterback and running back breakdown. As we've been going through, as you know, from the start of the move over here to Odyssey, uh, we've been doing breakdowns of all the important positions on the Raiders throughout the roster. By the way, Mo, we got to make sure people subscribe to the podcast, right, buddy? We got to get them out there wherever they get it. They need to subscribe. Make sure you check on the link below in the video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to us in the description of this podcast is a link. It'll take you right to it wherever you are. If you're on an Apple iPhone, if you're on a Mac, if you're on an Android phone, if you're on a PC, doesn't matter. It'll take you to the right link to subscribe and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Do that for Mo and I. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, if they had a six-star, we would deserve that, but we, they don't have one yet, Mo. I know they're working on it. Just for us. Just for us. <laughs> Just for us and for Raider Nation, of course. So do that for us. Make sure you subscribe. We are shows on Tuesday, Thursday, and then during the regular season when it pops up, we are going to also be doing post-game shows. So make sure you pay attention to that. All right, Mo, let's jump in on this um, Derek Carr situation. Uh, and Derek Carr, of course, at the press conference, if you remember last week in a couple interviews, he talked about, again, which we've heard I, in the five years I've done this show and talked Raiders football, every year Derek Carr has talked about how his team is not respected, okay? He did it again this year, uh, and the question came up about him saying this, and, and here's what Carr had to say. Now, the video is not the best for those of you watching because inexplicably, the Raiders decided not, they edited this question and answer and exchange with the ESPN reporter. They edited out of the final version that they kept on their website and YouTube. But here's Derek Carr when asked that question uh, about being kind of underrated and people not giving them respect and why he talks about it. Oops, if it would help. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Pretty, uh, Take putting that one. Internally motivated guy, but like collectively as a team, does it kind of light a fire to you guys? I said it, I said it in like this tone, and now it's been taken to this. I saw the full quote, so I know it was. But you know how him and Paul like to do things, you know what I mean? They be doing crazy stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, look, nobody, expectation, who cares? Like, nobody cares, you know? Like, at the end of the day, they could say, you got all these that crap don't matter. You know, we have to go play the football games. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's honestly how I feel. I just got to be more honest. I just got to start speaking my mind. And as I'm getting older, I just say what I want to say, you know. And so my real answer is the expectation, all that kind of stuff, who says that? Honestly, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Whether they don't say anything or they say a lot, nobody cares. Let, hopefully they talk about us at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, But right now, that crap don't matter. It doesn't matter, Derek. Why do you talk about it and why do you Thank you, Paul. It's so good to see you. Uh, <laughs> I say it because I'm a positive person, and it's I try and uh, – it is. And I try and encourage my teammates. There's a way that I say things to encourage my locker room. 
to maybe put a chip on their shoulder. And sometimes I do it too much. And so I don't appreciate your tone either. You can pump that back a little bit. Oh, yeah. When you talk about the account. Well, there you go, Mo. Pump that back a little Ooh. bit. Now, here's where I want to start with this. Because, number one, fans, pure fans, obviously the people watching this show as well, are always going to take umbrage with a question from a reporter if they think it's combative. So I kind of dismiss that. Whether or not you thought the question was fair and the follow-up was appropriate, it's just interesting to me that Derek Carr, he's asserting himself. He called it his locker room. I even saw fans go a little batty about that, saying, well, why is it his locker room? Well, he is the franchise quarterback signed to a new deal. There's no question it's his locker room. Uh, Mo, first of all, what do you make of that exchange not knowing, because we don't have all the information. Uh, there, there could be other things happening, as we know, as, as journalists, sometimes there's undercurrents you don't know about because it's behind the scenes. But when you look at that exchange from Derek Carr, is that something that gives you pause or is it something that you say, hey, you know what? That's what you got to do. You got to give and take. I think it's give and take. I think Carr is also tired of the, the line of questioning because, as he said, every year he says something to the effect that, oh, we're, you know, we're not talked about enough. People are overlooking us. As he said, it's a way of him motivating his teammates. I don't think he actually spends 10 hours a day looking to see who has the Raiders winning the AFC West, who has the Raiders winning 10, 11 games or winning a title. I, I think it's just more of, hey, they're not expecting much from us. But we're going to go out there, like he said, with a chip on our shoulder, we're, and we're going we're gonna to surprise some people. Now, I will say we had a similar conversation last year, I believe, where someone asked him, does he listen to the outside noise? Mm -hmm. And basically, he said he said no. He's kind of dismissive, dismissive of it, but he said he acknowledged there was some noise. So obviously, he heard something going on outside of the building. But anyway, get, getting back to his current back and forth with the ESPN reporter, I think Carr took umbrage with the way the reporter kind of interrupted his his answer in the middle like it was a, like a little bit of a push like a you know he was expecting more out of that answer so car was i guess saying like you know pump the brakes on it i'm answering your question this is how i feel about it yeah and, and i i don't disagree with that but let me ask you this question he, and he he actually said it right in the answer right he said look i do things to get my locker room fired up that's his job, right? So so for some of these players that haven't maybe been on the roster or haven't been around for the young guys him saying, hey, look, we're not getting our due or kind of getting that, as he put it, chip on their shoulder. That's what you want your franchise quarterback to do, isn't it? At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Absolutely, but you hear this. Carr is not the only one. How many times have you heard uh, a first-round draft, a first-round draft pick, or 
a team that goes to the playoffs and wins a playoff game or gets to the NFC Championship game and says, no one expected us here. I've heard the Patriots mm-hmm. players say that over the years, and the Patriots are perennial contenders. It's it's not a real comment where they say, no one expected us. It's just kind of a rallying cry to say, guys, let's pull it together. People are not expecting this and this and that. Let's be our best. Let's do our best. And I think that's all there is to it. I think people are kind of blowing it up out of proportion. No, I do too. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's decorum in press conferences and sometimes uh, reporters jump in when they're not supposed to. That was an interruption. I agree with you on that one, yeah. uh, but not a big deal. And again, I go back to what I said before we played the clip, Mo. You want your quarterback balls out. You want him to be this guy. And, and, and all the criticisms I've heard of Derek Carr, one of those for years has been he's soft. Not just on the field, but, oh, he, he oh he's Mr. Oh, jo- golly gee, go shucks. And even the veiled kind of, uh, I think, um, uh, what's the disrespect of his religious views that he's he's a good Christian guy. And sometimes people use that against him. So now he's said it. He said, look, I'm getting older. Now he's comfortable. He's got, for the last few years, all he heard about was he was going to be traded or Tom Brady was going to be signed to replace him. Now he's in there. He knows he's going to be a Raider, at least uh, for the next two years. And he's got the money. He's he's perfectly set. And so now he's reasserting himself. And also, I think he is done. Look, all the negativity coming out of the move, all the Bay Area media. I'm not picking on guys in particular. I'm just saying there was a negative narrative. He's tired with that. They finally have a team. He's got all the weapons he needs. They have a great coaching staff. They also have a great GM now, uh, at least early on from what we can tell. And so I think moving forward, they're, they're pulling him back into the negativity and trying to create a controversy. And here we are. I said earlier in, in a couple shows ago, Mo, that finally there's no Derek Carr controversy, and here you go. Yeah, but they're always going to bring up uh, Derek Carr, where he stands in the division, because you're comparing him to Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, and now Russell Wilson. So it's always going to be, a, oh, Carr's the fourth best quarterback in the division. So I'm sure he <laughs> hears. I'm sure he hears that because a he lot does. of people are, have been said that online. So I'm sure there's a chip on his shoulder. So I think he's trying to also spread that to his teammates, so that again they're all pulling in the same direction. But you you mentioned something about Carr's future, and he's secure right now. He got a new deal. Got the no trade clause. I know there's a there's a out in the contract where they can release him after one year. I highly doubt that's going to happen because Devonta Adams clearly came to Las Vegas for to play with Derek Carr. So a lot of people want to give him credit for that. But Carr for now for the foreseeable future is going to be the quarterback. So he's securing his spot. Doesn't have any real competition behind him, which we'll talk about later in the show. So you, I think you're going to hear a more assertive version of Derek Carr this year. Yeah, no doubt, and he should be. Uh, and so hopefully that's the extent of the. Derek Carr uh, controversies or drama. Uh, There'll be more. <laughs> there's, there's, there's always more, isn't there? There's oh always my more. Gosh, it always seems to end up that way. Uh, but if you look at that, and then we start to look at um, uh, the defense. So, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about and, and play for everybody here was uh, Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator now for the Raiders, a guy I know both of us have been very excited about to see what he's going to be able to do with this this young defense and some defense with some question marks. Uh, but we talked about it, about the complexity, how he switches things around. Uh, and it was a different complexity. It wasn't, we talked about this in the last show with Paul Gunther's defense and, and the, the multitude of plays and how you had to do all that and the calls more than anything. And one of the reporters asked uh, Patrick Graham about the complexity of his defense. And his answer to Mimo was perfect. Here it is. Here's Patrick Graham. 
I mean, football, again, is not as complex as everybody thinks. I mean, football, you know, you have single high zone, you have single high man. They played that here last year. You have split safety zone, split safety man. They played that here last year. I mean, we're not reinventing the wheel anywhere. Um, you know, again, from each system, it's usually language. That's probably the thing that's different. And the guys have embraced it. I mean, so, again, I mean, this is a very successful defense last year, and, you know, we're just trying to build on that. And then, obviously, some of the language changes, but, I mean, it's really not as complex as everybody thinks. I mean, there's, not, there's only so much you could do out there on the field to take away what the offense is doing, and we just it's usually a different language. There you go, Mo. Uh, much of what we talked about, right? I mean, I think that this is a situation, too, with a new coach, with new players, especially young players. I mean, he's not going to go out and say, yeah, this is real complex. These guys are going to have trouble getting the – getting the defense. Yeah, I just want to play a quick word game with everyone listening and watching out there. When you hear the word complex, that's more of a neutral. You see that as a, more of a neutral term, right? It means mm -hmm. oh, there, you know, there are layers to something. But when you hear complicated, there's a negative tone to that. Oh, it's too complicated. Guys won't be able to pick it up. So the use of the word complex, I think, is key there. But I will push back on him a little bit and say, yes, the Raiders did play a mix of coverages last year under Gus Bradley. But as we spoke about, they mostly played under cover three. Right. And if 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 Graham is going to mix it up, cover three with four down linemen. Right. So if Graham is going to mix it up and he's going to have different sub packages, different base. Guys have to be able to pick that up and be able to know what their roles are in specific coverages and in specific packages because it's not going to be the same. So let's say a defensive tackle may be in a three technique in one package. He may be four technique, another package, maybe a five technique, another package. So he's got to be able to adjust based on what the call is. So I think that's where people worry about, is it going to be too complex or too complicated for players to pick up? But it seems as though he's doing a good job. He said, and I think he mentioned this to get to his credit. He mentioned that it's about teaching the players. If you have good teachers there in the locker room, then the players shouldn't have an issue. And that was the put that was the problem with Gunther. A lot of people uh were saying that maybe he's not the best teacher, knows his stuff, knows his X's and O's, is a great coach, but didn't relay the information digestibly enough for the players to pick up, and that was the problem. Yeah, and I, I notice, you know, I've not met Coach Graham, but I will tell you the energy, if you watch that entire press conference and what he had to say, uh, I think that is that is fantastic for a young group of guys too. Uh, and and even the veterans, you know, the veterans who either know him or know of him because they've played against him or, or been at a stop with him really do talk about how motivating he is. And I think that's really important with a young team because with a young team, Mo, they're going to make a strides. They're going to make a couple steps forward and step back as, as you do with young players all the time in the NFL. And I think the mindset, and we've talked a lot about that over the last few weeks, the mindset uh, with this coaching staff you just can tell the difference there, and I like his tone uh, when you're talking about having a young club. Here are the two things with Patrick Graham. I'll give you a, a strong positive and a strong negative. I'll start with the negative. The one thing is, unlike Gus Bradley, um, Graham doesn't have a long track record. He's only been a defensive coordinator for three for three years. Two of those defenses weren't good, weren't good because they had a rebuilding team. The Dolphins, they were rebuilding when he was there. And the Giants' his first year in a rebuilding phase with uh, Joe Judge when he was there. Now, the 2020 Giants' defense was was actually pretty good. I believe top 10 in uh, in scoring, ranked somewhere in that in that ballpark. But doesn't have a strong track record. So a lot of people aren't going to know what to expect from him. He hasn't really established sort of an identity as, as a coordinator. But as you said, there's high energy there, so there's something to look forward to. The positive is that 
I've, and I mentioned this last week, he's willing to listen to his players. And he spoke about mm-hmm. that during the pressers that he's willing to learn from the players. He, he's a coach, and but he's not saying, well, I know everything and I'm not going to listen to anyone. I'm willing to listen to my players. What works best for you? Which which position you know do you prefer? We want you to learn different spots, but where can we accentuate your strengths and, and, and your skill set? And I think him willing to listen to his players will help him along. No doubt about it. And one of those players we also heard from, and I wanted to play this as well. I mean, we, we heard players all week long and uh, with some good stuff to say, but they asked Chandler Jones, who, I, of course, Raider Nation's very excited about him being on the other side from Max Crosby. And they talked about him and asked him about the opportunity to play with the Raiders. And here's what Jones had to say about that. Well, having this opportunity uh, is is huge for me, honestly, uh, as an individual. Um, I know that you know the average span to play in this league is about three years, or maybe over three years. Um, the Raiders is a, is a team that's it's a legendary team. Uh, I've always dreamed of playing, you know, for the Raiders, and to have this opportunity, uh, it wasn't much of a decision that I had to make, honestly. Uh, you know, I became a free agent. I had the choice to go to any team in the NFL that I, you know, wanted to, and the Raiders was a choice. So, um, and for Josh McDaniels to be the head coach, Pat Graham to be the defensive coordinator, uh, it felt it felt like right at home. Um, and just have the opportunity to pair it with one of my best friends, Max. And I, and I talk about Max all the time, but uh, he pushes me every day. He pushes me. He was pushing me today, and, and uh, I think that's going to definitely help me and help our team. So there you go, Mo. I, I see, and I think as he speaks, um, because he's always been a very, I think, a very heady guy uh, in addition to his players. And you mentioned last show, you know, he might not be all the same player that he was when he was a bit younger, but he's still a force to be reckoned with. And that maturity going alongside Max Crosby, the fact that they're getting so tight and pushing each other and competing from that to make each other better is a great, great sign for that defense. Yeah, I think he's still going to be able to command double teams here and there, which will help free up other guys in that defensive line. Now, the young guys in the middle have to step it up. But as I think Max Crosby even said, you can't you can't double team both of them. And I think Chandler Jones is going to get his. I can see him getting double digit sacks this year on, on his side of the, of the defensive line. No doubt about it. All right. We are up against our first break. When we come back, most starting all sorts of trouble. In the, on the internet, of course, especially on Twitter, where he likes to throw some gasoline on top of an already burning <laughs> fire. So when we do that, we're going to come back as well and talk about what he said and the point he's trying to make. He'll explain it as we roll on with Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere. And don't forget, before we go to the break, if you haven't already done it, just subscribe wherever you may be. Get the show three times a week coming up this season. We certainly appreciate it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.